Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Did you guys get your hands on an excessive force tape or a mushmouth tape? Well, if you didn't, it's probably because you weren't following From Within Records on Twitter and Instagram. So instead of feeling down and sorry for yourself, do yourself a favor, boot up your social medias, hit that follow, and next time there's stuff that drops, you'll get the notifications immediately. So don't miss out on stuff like that. that that's a important reason why you should be following From Within Records on social media, stuff like that happens from time to time. So follow them, pay attention, and stay in the loop. We can expect a ton of new music coming from from Within Records. There's going to be MH Chaos out of Chicago putting out their new record next year. Warren coming out of the Scranton Wilkes-Barre area, which I'm super stoked about. The Human Work LP. Pay attention. Despise. Demo 2. I'm excited. Shackled. I, I know I haven't mentioned Shackled that much on here, but I love Shackled. Shout out New Jersey. I can't wait to hear new music from them. I, I love that band a lot. Shout out all the dudes in Shackled. But also, Payback. The discography is going to be on CD, which I'm definitely looking forward to. I'm going to buy that CD, and when it arrives, I'm going to pull out the secret number CD from my car, and I'm going to insert that payback to discography, and that's all I'm going to listen to while I drive when I'm not connected to Bluetooth. So shout out to Payback for putting their discography on CD. I'm really excited for that, and I can't wait to hear their new record. But like I always say, support From Within Records because they support us. And also, we have another sponsor on today's episode. Shout out Ethan Youth. If you remember a couple episodes back, we featured Ethan on the podcast. His zine is finally out. It's titled There's a Difference Fanzine. The time you're listening to this, the website, The Big Cartel, should be up. I will link that in the show notes. So please do yourself a favor. Go pick up a zine. Support Ethan coming out of Savannah, Georgia, doing awesome things. I had a little preview of the zine. I'm really stoked to see what he's working on, and I hope you guys enjoy his work as well. So please go support. There's a difference fanzine. There's going to be a website. There's going to be posters eventually. Shout out Look Beyond Press. They're doing his posters, and I'm I'm really excited for uh, him to get back and putting that zine out. So please go support Ethan and check out his zine. On today's episode, we travel back to Delaware. Everyone from Delaware that I've talked to is amazing. I had to track down Xavier X. He put out a rap album, The Seven Levels of Happiness, which blew me away. When I first heard his single drop, I had no idea what I was in for because I've uh, listened to rap my whole life and I've seen all the different spectrums from the weird SoundCloud stuff that I don't get too deep into. There are some legit SoundCloud rappers and then the actual like, you know, um, real hip hop. I know there's like this big difference and the scene is split, but whatever. I, I didn't know what to expect. So when I listened to his single, I was really surprised. I was like, holy shit, this is what he's been working on this whole time. I thought he was working on another band, but it turns out it was this rap album. I was very pleased. So I reached out and I was like, yo, I need to have you on the podcast to talk about this. I want to hear your story and how this came to be because legit, he learned how to rap and took this serious when, or not when, but amidst the pandemic, which is just crazy to me. You talk about someone who put their time to good use. I think this is awesome. This new skill that he has, it was really fun to pick his brain. Also tune in for the whole episode. There's uh, some talk about Simi Locker, which I know a lot of you are curious about, but th- this was such a pleasure for me 
Uh, X is a great guy. I had a pleasure to meet him at FYA, the best weekend of the year. So I hope you guys uh, take the time if you haven't. And I always say this because I, I, I want you guys to support the music as much as you support the podcast. Hit pause. Go look up on Spotify, Bandcamp, wherever you listen to your music. Go look up X Kubrick, The Seven Levels of Happiness. Awesome rap, front to back. It's it's really awesome. I've even showed this to my friends who criticize the rap that I listen to because they're in like a different sect of rap. So there's like, uh, we don't really like what you listen to. But I presented this to them. I'm like, hey, I know you like that, that real rap, the stuff that you think is better than everything else. But check this out. I think you might be into it. This is an actual friend of mine. And they were surprised. Like, oh, this is your friend. Like he's got skills. So I love showing this to, to people who aren't even interested in rap or people who know about rap. I just want to help promote this album. So seriously, strap in. This was a fun one. And I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. So please, without further ado, welcome Xavier to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, Xavier. How's it going? What's going on? I'm good. I'm chilling right now. I'm good. Man, this is awesome. It's, it's been a long time since we actually uh, did the last podcast, so I'm actually really stoked to to have you on. And I, yeah. I honestly thought the next time that I would have you on, it would be obviously um, you know centered around Simulacra. But uh, to my surprise, we're having you on because <laughs> you started this rap career, which is uh, <laughs> totally crazy t- to me because um, obviously I, I follow you on the social medias. And during the the early stages of the pandemic, I remember you posting uh, something to your Instagram story and it looked like you were making a beat. And honestly, I just thought it was for um, Simulacra. So uh, you and I I remember I I messaged you about it and and you just um, said that, you know, I I just have to wait to see what it is. And I had no idea that you were cooking up uh, this rap album. And it it just, uh, you know, is so like crazy to me that um, you learned to rap during the pandemic. That's correct, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I'd never tried actually doing it, uh, before the pan, before like the shutdown happened. I never tried like actually taking it like seriously. That's so crazy to me. Okay. Here's a funny story. Um, this was like years ago, maybe like 2008, 2009. I used to live in this, uh, townhouse with some friends and one night we were just like, you know, just up super late and somebody had like a MacBook and garage band and they're like, Hey, like we should try to create a rap song. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Like I, I listen to plenty of rap. Shouldn't be that hard. And, uh, you know, uh, two of the guys made the beat and we just took turns like recording a verse and I had written it out and I was like, okay, and it it wasn't anything good, by the way, Uh, but I I, um, wrote it out and I was like, okay, this is how it's going to go. But when it came time to record, I realized like, holy shit. I don't know how to rap. This is this is way <laughs> harder than uh, it, uh, you know I, I thought it would be, and I, I just remember feeling so stupid. And I we just did it. Um, whatever it was like a, a goof, but like I was literally the worst one. I wasn't even on beat. It, it just no flow to it. And I, I understand how hard it is to rap. So when I, I listened to your project and come to find out that this all spawned during the pandemic and this was your first go at it. It it just blew me away. It just blows my mind that you were able to put out something that sounds so professional. Yeah, man. I mean, I appreciate it a lot, yo. Like I, like I had a friend, uh, like a few years back, 
like the, my first time like rapping quote unquote like a few years back we were just at my like friend tyler who uh plays in simulacra too he plays bass he also sings in like foreign hands and plays guitar and wrist meets razor he like has like a in his old house he had like you know his computer and his mac with all like the recording stuff and stuff like that so one night we were just at his house just fucking around and we were just like yo let's fucking make a let's fucking make a rap song it'd be funny or whatever and i remember we made that and i'd never tried doing something like that before i remember recording it and like i was so i had no reason to be nervous but i was so nervous that like when he played it back i could like hear my voice shaking after just because i was so like fucking like self-conscious even though i had like no reason to be so like that's like the earliest i think i've ever tried doing something like that and then yeah during the pandemic i was just like all right like fuck it i'll just like try doing that and i purposely like kept it super dude like super low-key just because like i wanted to really like just take my time on it like take it seriously just because you know i just wanted to make sure that like i was putting out something that like once i get it out there i don't want to like regret it later or like delete it and just do whatever like i wanted to give you know make some good shit just like right out of the gate but i I'm, i appreciate it a lot the fact that I wasn't expecting it to come out the way that it did, but, and I wasn't also expecting people to give a shit, let alone like it. So I was like, it was really cool. I appreciate it a lot. Just seeing the fucking reaction that like came from it. Yeah. And I appreciate you kind of just like working on it and not really speaking on it and then just kind of dropping it on everybody. Cause I feel like sometimes yeah. if you uh, have some sort of buildup and there's uh, you know, some hype and then there's like these expectations and sometimes things get hyped up like way too much and they don't live up to those expectations. So the fact that there wasn't a whole lot of buildup to it, you just um, obviously like put out the single, then the um, EP came out. I was just like, okay, this is, this is crazy. Cause it, it caught me off guard. Cause obviously like, I know yeah. you're, you're a talented guitar player. You um, playing these bands but when you came out with these rap skills i was like holy shit this is crazy and then to, to find out that you just did everything also you know you, you just like produced the whole thing you um, wrote everything it, it, it's just so like crazy to think about yeah 100 percent. just yeah that was like completely completely on purpose just because um i mean the whole reason why i even started doing it in the first place was the fact that the simulacra record writing for that got derailed by the pandemic and the shutdown like my original plan was to have the songs. It was going to be a 12 inch EP. My plan was to have the songs finished and ready to record by like May, like June. And then we would have it out by like September. And then obviously, you know, we couldn't meet up for like three months. So that just like didn't happen. So I'm just like in, and my job closed when the shutdown happened too. So I was like, all right, I can either, you know, just fucking sit around all day, just not do shit or whatever. Or I could like, you know, try, like just doing just trying to stay creative and it was like i was getting unemployment so i didn't have to worry about like getting a job at like a like a grocery store or something like that so i was like all right i have all this free time and i didn't really have a method of recording guitars or anything like that so it's not even like i can make like a demo for fun or like draft actual like recorded demos for the sim song so i was like all right fuck it, let me just i just started rapping because i was like i can do that by myself just take as much time as i want to do it just like just fucking writing just doing whatever and i was like i have all this free time to do it i don't know when i'm gonna be able to get this kind of free time again so i was just doing that just like every day and yeah i was fucking like teaching myself how to make the beats and all that and i was just like i'm just do this i'm not gonna but i'm not gonna make it known that i'm doing this because i feel like you know when you tell people that you rap 
I feel like there's like an immediate stigma to it because then it's just like I'm tell I say that to somebody and then everybody's like, "Yo, pee my mixtape, bro!" Oh, like you know, fucking everybody gets to make like their jokes and shit. But I was like, "Nah, like you do that, take it really seriously, and put it out there. That way, people know that yeah, like I'm actually like trying to fucking make something good here and like I take the shit like super seriously. Like I'm not just trying to I'm not like on some bullshit or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, it's just kind of yeah, you know how it goes. Yeah, and it, it is a weird thing too because uh, you can kind of look at uh, rap, and I feel like there's, there's just a, like a big gap. It's like either you're a shitty rapper or you're you're good. There, there's not really like a whole lot of like middle ground, uh, so yeah. like when it comes to like these like superstars that, that you look at, and it's just like okay, um, and to know somebody that like has like you know skills, it, it's just like uh, to me, it's just a weird thing to think about because um, you think about our space there's not a whole lot of rappers you know like actual yeah. rappers so yeah. when when I, I i look at you and then the the music you know um and your skills i'm just like okay this is this is pretty crazy that i okay like i i know this guy like i've talked to him before and i i feel like you know i could put you out there and show you to to my friends who aren't even related to hardcore who actually like rap and be confident that they're not gonna you know bag on it or it's just like crap music it, I, I, i'm actually like stoked to show my friends who like rap yeah. and who don't even know who you are yeah thank you i appreciate it a lot like that was part of the inspiration behind it just because i was like well like like i said i was just trying to like stay creative try to find another outlet and the thing is i've wanted to sing in a band for like four years like i've always wanted to do vocals in a band but like half the time whenever i start bands or get asked to join bands i'm usually you know playing guitar which is you know there's nothing wrong with that because that's you know my fucking i've been playing guitar for fucking ever but i wanted to like sing in a band that way i could like write lyrics and sort of put myself out there and i felt okay like with hip-hop i could do that same thing only i can get my words across a lot more than i would and yeah like i like i was kind of saying that kind of the a big influence on that was the fact that like in hardcore like you said there's like not really anybody that like raps i feel like the one I feel like the only person I can think that's like somewhat close to the hardcore scene within within like the world of hip hop is like fucking like Vinnie Pash from like Jedi Mind Tricks. I feel like that's the only person I can immediately think of. And you know, he's, you know, been doing this shit for years. Mm -hmm. And it's like usually I feel like the trend in hard whenever people who are in hardcore start making hip hop, it's always, you know, like the SoundCloud kind of stuff it's sort of like you know like or like you sing or something like that nothing not like like you know it's like not stuff that like i listen to so i was just like all right like fuck it i'll just like make something based off the shit that i like and just put that out there and just yeah just, just kind of how everything sort of came together sort of with that and i'm really curious if this is your first uh real go at it like how do you come up with these beats? Because it's obviously like you you listen to rap, and um, I know you you, uh, you take yeah. inspiration from uh, some of your favorite rappers. But it's just like when when you're doing it all from scratch from yourself, like where do you find the inspiration to to create these types of beats? Um. Well, I mean, the biggest the, the big thing with the the beats and like whenever I produce a beat for a song, a lot of the time I sort of get inspiration just from. Well, it's like to even learn how to do it, I just kind of studied, like, studied my favorite albums, you know, like, like, and my favorite producers, you know, like Dr. Dre, Havoc from like Mob Deep, RZA from like Wu-Tang and all that. And I was just listening sort of like, how do these guys construct their songs? 
and just sort of like took notes on that. And then I was like, okay, where do these producers get these samples from? It's like, okay, how did like this sample get flipped in this song that I love? All right, let me take this same sort of mindset and apply it to my own thing, sort of. It's like, you know, like I would just listen to, I would just like go on YouTube or go on Spotify and just look up like jazz playlists and like video game soundtracks and stuff like that and just listen. It's like, all right, just listen for stuff that's like, okay, I could take that. I could like, I could loop that. I could reverse that. I could chop it and make it into something. And then, and then I could, you know, make that into it into a thing and then sort of going beyond that i sort of took notes from like dr dre specifically with like you know like the uh uh 2001 where it's like all right so he's got like the drums and main melody but then it's like throughout the song we got like a little synth pad going on over here we got like a little melody going on over there at this point of the song like here there so it's just like i would have like i would like i'll make a bass where it's just like drums um the main part or sample and like a baseline. And then after that, I sort of like add sort of extra melodies on top, just depending on like what I feel fits within the context of like what I'm making. Cause I've written, you know, I have um, experienced writing melodic music in general. I haven't written something like that in a very long time, but I had that sort of knowledge in the back of my head. So it was just a matter of like taking it and applying it to something that's like not like hardcore or like just like guitar music at all so that's just kind of how that comes together plus it's like a lot plus i sort of i do shit backwards where i will write a song i will write a whole song worth worth of lyrics and then i will construct the beat around the lyrics to where i'll think of something and i'll think of like what fits and i'll sort of make the beat match how the vibe of the lyrics kind of is instead of, you know, what most people do, which is like they hear the beat or they make a beat and they write to it. I do the shit backwards, but I feel like it works for me since I'd make my own shit. So I kind of, I feel like it's like, it kind of like, like I hear the shit in my head and then I, it's just a matter of taking it and putting it, you know, into Ableton and sort of making something out of like whatever I have, like sort of in my head or whatever I hear all, based on like a sample or something like that and at any point uh, did you want to reach out to people who were experienced with doing beats or was it important to you to do everything uh, for the album um, on your own uh part like kind of sort of because originally when i store when i started my goal was to just rap but then i kind of realized as i went along i was like okay then you know if i do that i'm gonna have to find people that make beats i'm gonna have to find somebody that makes something that would fit the kind of thing that I'm trying to go for. And I was like, okay, like that's cool. But at the same, in the same breath though, I mean the whole re- part of the reason why I even began making beats in the first place was at the beginning of quarantine and lockdown Ableton was giving out, they were giving out free trials. They were giving out like 90 day free trials. So I was like, I can learn a lot in like three months. So I was like, all right, let me just try my hand at doing the shit you know, myself. And that's just kind of how I got to doing that because I was like, you know, instead of me, I felt like that worked a lot, worked out a lot better, mainly just because I was inspired by guys, you know, like Dr. Dre, Havoc, you know, uh, RZA, Tyler, the creator, like people that produce their own records. 
I kind of got inspiration from that where it's like, you know, it's like you're somebody who's like writing a movie and you're also scoring the movie or something like that. Plus I felt, okay, if I, if I'm the one making the beats, then I'm not having to go on YouTube and look up like mob deep type beat, Eminem, Dr. Dre type beat, like Wu Tang type beat. I can make my own thing instead. I can make my own thing out of it and sort of make my own sound out of the knowledge that I have from these records instead of me actively going out there and trying to find somebody that's like, yeah, can you make me this like specific kind of thing? Like, I feel like I can like do my own thing with it sort of, which is like the one plus to it. So like, that was part of the reason why I kind of like just sort of started making my own shit. I'm open, like wh whatever happens and however far, much farther I go with it. Cause I plan on just, you know, just fucking, just keep doing it. I would love to like work with like other people, but it's just like, you know, at the moment, I just feel like, you know, it helps a lot for me to be able to do it. That way I can just have full creative control and sort of work on it as much as I want, tweak shit as much as I want without even having to worry about it or having to, you know, pay anybody for like their time to do this for me. You know what I'm saying? hundred percent. When I yeah. think of um, like you making the beats, I'm, are, are you familiar with the the website or the YouTube account uh, Genius? Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, they, they have those um, that YouTube series where uh, they'll get like a producer and they'll have them show you how they made a beat for like a particular mm -hmm. song and like mm -hmm. and obviously like I have no idea what they're doing. I've never used any of those programs that they're using, so yeah. I'm, I'm seeing them like you know clicking stuff, changing frequencies, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? It looks so mm -hmm. foreign to me. So like that's what I picture like you. Um, you know, um, what you were like when you were uh, creating these beats. Yeah, hundred percent. I watch shit like that just to get like sort of, cause I sit in the same way that I write hardcore music where I will study different bands that don't necessarily sound the same to try and figure out what makes them, what makes shit so good. I do, I do the same thing with shit like that. I'll watch a video of like, you know, I'll listen to like a mob deep record and I'll like sort of analyze you know the kind of shit that he was doing but then i'll also watch a youtube video about like a song that came out within the last like couple years or something or like a trap like you know of a trap beat or whatever the fuck and i'll just like okay like how did they do this or whatever like you know if i'm like watching the video about the people that made the song the box by like roddy rich and they're like yeah it's just, it has like six elements and we did this and i'm just like all right, i'm like just taking notes all that shit just you know because it's like just it's you know it's like studying for a test almost you're just kind of getting that information and then it's all about figuring out how to apply it to your own thing sort of and just kind of like going off of that instead of you know instead of just straight up copying and kind of make your own thing out of it sort of and then you know just did shit like that in order to even teach myself how to do the thing at all and make it sound as good as i could possibly get it to sound without you know going to like an actual studio or paying somebody to mix and master professionally or you know anything like that now did you have like uh like you know certain friends that you would reach out to and send them songs to show you what you're working on because for me i'm um, just imagining you you're diving into this new genre like um like how is it that you managed to stay uh, uh, with these songs and make them like you know sound good and not mad corny so did, yeah. did, you, did you have like a network of people that you um, were showing things um as you're going like along the way Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I kept the shit. I didn't post it on social media or anything like that, but like my immediate friends knew that I was doing it. Like my immediate, immediate friends, mm -hmm. like my roommate and my best friend, uh, Brendan, I was showing him the shit that I was making. I was showing my homeboy, James, who sings in Rain of Salvation. I was showing him the shit. I was showing shit to like some other friends and sort of just like tweaking shit like that. 
or whatever. Cause you know, I'll send that to them. I was showing people like lyrics and stuff like that and being like, yo, like, how does this sound? Like, how does this read awkwardly or like which, or even when I, when I was like making, after I'd recorded the songs, like the laid the vocals on top and I was like mixing it or whatever, I would send it to like them and be like, yo, like, should I, should anything come up? Should anything come down? Like, what do you just to sort of get an idea so that, um, I'm not, you know, tr- like, you know, it's good to not just trust your own ears, especially when you listen to something so many times, you may have something in there that you might completely miss and somebody else pick up on that shit. So yeah, I definitely had like a little, like a little pool of people that I sent shit to. I didn't, I wasn't putting that shit all out there, sending it to like everybody that I could. I had people that were asking and I was like, nah, like I can't, like I'm purposely trying to keep the shit low key, but yeah, just, just immediate people that I had sort of in my circle i was like showing them the shit just so they could get an idea of like what i was doing but also so i could get like sort of outside opinions on like how i could do this better or that better or whatever and this especially when i was like first started when i first started to make beats and i made like my first couple and i was just sending was like just sending them to a couple of people and it was the one thing that was cool they were like that sounds like that sounds pretty good for like your first attempt at like doing some shit so I, that was kind of what kept motivating me to sort of keep going with it and sort of keep improving on it, you know? And on the, the record, we got seven tracks. Were those the only seven songs you recorded or were there some songs that got scrapped? Those were the only, yeah, those were the only seven songs I recorded overall. Like if I had the, like, I think I wrote maybe 30 to 40 songs worth of lyrics, mm-hmm. like, so, like, note like you know because I, whenever i write my lyrics i use like my notes app and i had just you know four, just a, a shit ton of notes and some song and i purposely write even when i'm practicing i purposely write lyrics in song form where i have like three verses or whatever 16 bars or more just so i can like you know if i go back to it i could be like okay like that's sick i would keep this i would record this i would use that for something or even if i don't like it i can like take lines out and like sort of edit it from there and like, I think out of the seven beats that I made, like I said, I had like 30 or I had like 30, 40 might, might've been more like different notes worth of songs. And I kept like seven of them, like not even seven, it's like seven and maybe a quarter. And then like out of uh, the seven beats that I used, I think I maybe made like 20, 25, like fully complete fleshed out beats before I was like, okay, this is good. This is good. This one's not good. I wouldn't use this. This is good. And then even when I sit and even after I chose which ones I liked, I went back in and was just like, all right, like I took shit out, added shit, tweaked it, sort of just sort of did that. Just kept working on it. Even after I was like, okay, I think these will work that way. I th- Like when I went to go record it, I had the definite like, okay, this, these are the songs. But like that was, yeah. That was that was kind of the sort of method that I had with like going about it, just because you know since it was my first time taking a swing at it, I figured it would be, it would be better for me to not just record the first thing that I had. You know what I'm saying? Just like work on it a little bit, and, and just keep. Yeah. Now that you're uh, done with the album, it's out. Are you hungry to get back in and record more? Because I I, th- I think about artists like you know like Tupac or Juice World who are just always in the studio, just always recording music. Is that something that you want to do? Is just like stockpile as many songs as you can, or are you just uh, taking your time with this? Oh, hundred. I mean, a hundred percent. Like even before, even when I was, even before I 
put this first EP out and put the finishing touches on it, I already started working on like new beats just because, you know, I had like shit, like sort of that I was like continuing to make ideas that I had. And when I like finished this one, I already had like a few, like I was, I kept writing, I was continuing writing. Like I picked out the songs that I, I picked out like the sets of lyrics that I want to use. And I've, at this point I've made, like I'm, I've made like most of the beats for like my next like little EP that I'm like eventually, um, that I'm, I'm going to record like eventually. I still have to make like a couple more and just sort of pick which ones that I think, pick which ones I think are like the best ones and you like use that. But like, even when I get to that point, like, yeah, like I'm just ready to sort of get in there and sort of get that done. Just, you know, just continuing to just improve improve and so like the more that i work on it the better that i get at shit and the more that like i can work and sort of like make something bigger out of like the foundation that i've laid with the first ep so yeah yeah okay so for anybody um who follows you on uh twitter um like over like the the, the past couple of weeks you've been uh, uh putting out like little snippets about each track from the record which i thought was like really cool yeah. i was like all right th- this is awesome we, we get like a little more insight uh you know yeah. what like thought process was and just like um, little tidbits about the tracks uh which i'm like stoked yeah. about because I, I i always love that you know just being able to uh you know dive a little deeper and find out more about Right. you know each track and you know uh, you know obviously and get more knowledge on the record so i i was curious right. um if we could just go through each track and i'm um, here you uh, talk about them in, in a little more depth because obviously um, the, yeah. the stuff on twitter it was just like you know a little snippet so uh, it just has me um you know more curious about it yeah absolutely absolutely um i mean i guess i could just start from the beginning or it's like the intro it's like no sun intro i didn't even have intentions of having that be a thing like i was trying to think of something that i could lead in with and that was like the very that was the last beat that i had made for the ep like i think i had written and did everything else but i was like all right i think i just need like one more thing and i was and that was inspired by just sort of you know like other album intros like the dynasty intro from the jay-z record like the first track off of the joey badass ep just where it's like you know just like a little like a little like snippet thing where it's like you know just like a little like verse sort of just sort of set the tone for everything else and that was just kind of the intention that i had like the verse came from one of the songs that i was gonna use that i would written probably in like may and i ended up scrapping the song but i thought the verse was like good enough to still use so i just kind of took it edited it and made it a little bit longer i think it was 16 bars and it made it into like 20 or something like that and i just wanted to have that sort of as um sort of as, as like a tone setter for like what was gonna be what the rest of the record was you know gonna be like just you know just sort of like set the mood for the record because it's like you know it's dark and it's like not very <laughs> it's like not very sunny at all so it's like i kind of was just like you know just kind of setting the tone for that one and then oh, wait, real quick on that i i think that yeah. was a that was a good choice because i always love a good intro uh, especially yeah. um for this project it, it's something new and um, nobody really knows what to expect um uh, you know going into um the the whole body works obviously we, we got the single before that but i i really enjoyed uh, you know, you putting the intro and then, you know, you were wanting to set the tone. I, I think you did a good job on that. And I, I felt yeah. that, um, like I said, what was a good choice for you to to put that in there and um, have an intro for the album. 
Yeah, thank you, thank you. Like I said, like I I wanted something. I think it, I had a completely different intro on mine, but I didn't want to use it because I felt it was just too it leaned too much into the horror thing, which like wasn't really my intention. Mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought it was a cool I think when I first made it, but I was like, all right, now nah, let me like reel it back a little bit and then sort of like get into that. But I was like, yeah, I just wanted to do this thing just to sort of sort of cue people into like what to expect and then. Yeah, going on from there, um, the first single and like the first song with uh, Welcome to the Dark Side, that was, uh, I'm trying to think of, that was one of the later beats that I made after I had made, after practicing a shit ton. And with that one, with that song, my sort of goal was to just, <laughs> just sort of just, just make something that I could make like very energetic and aggressive and like very visceral feeling sort of because like a lot of the, uh like a lot like a lot of the lyrics in general i mean the main point of the record was just to show people that i could flow and that i could rhyme and that i could write shit like that and i felt like with that song it felt like the perfect sort of lead into like what i was doing with that because like um like you know with the chorus and the sort of like the tone of the song and how it's structured and all that. I felt like that was like a good way to sort of lead things off. I remember coming up with, I came up with the beat after sort of being stuck for a little bit. I like couldn't find any samples. I couldn't find any, like I couldn't find anything that I felt like I could use. I had a a friend of mine was like, yo, like, yeah, check, you know, check this shit out that like my friend sent me. And it was like this fucking like jazz song. And I was like, yo, I was like, this is exactly what I've been looking for. And then after that, I just fucking, I just like went, and just sort of like just went off on there plus i also like the fact that i feel like the beat sort of represented my influences a lot so it's like mixture of like east coast shit and then like the west coast shit i feel like it was like a good blend of everything to sort of like give people an idea of like what i was trying to do with like this whole rap shit sort of and just kind of give people it's like yeah like this is what i've been doing here like let me introduce you to like this new thing sort of so i feel like it was a good introduction for that and, and then uh, real quick yeah. uh, when did yeah. you decide or figure out that that was going to be the single that you're going to um you know push forward um you know uh, to kind of get everybody um excited for the record i think when i finished the record and i listened through it after i'd like you know with, uh like all the masters and i just listened to it in order like from the front to back and i was like yeah this is a really fucking this is a great fucking track like i feel like this is the this is like the thing that it should be the the song that I should lead off with. Plus it was sort of inspired by like other records where it's like, they have like the second song on the record be like one of the lead singles to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like on fucking, um, you know, how on like the slim shade EP where it's like the second song, the first song is like the first track is like the intro. And then the first actual song is like, my name is, and that was like the big, like fucking, the the sort of thing that introduced everybody to the, the like you know like m when he like first came out or even like um or even like you know like illmatic where it's like the first actual track it's like it's like the intro and then you get new york state of mind just something to sort of like yeah here you go like i'm laying it out for you and like this is gonna be like the thing so i felt like it worked sort of in that respect kind of based off of like these other records that i was really inspired by so i felt like it worked in that sense all right yeah and yeah 
I could see, uh, I, 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 you know, picture people, you know, uh, singing along to the hook. I, I always like try to imagine like what yeah. it's like, and I, I, I you know, yeah. I, as a good flow. So I, I'm gonna be looking forward to hearing that live at some point. So I, yeah, yeah, I, and I enjoyed that that single. I, I feel like it, it did um it, its job to kind of put people on notice. Like holy shit, like this guy has talent. Uh, you know, there's yeah. some like you know good stuff on the way. So um, you know, good job on picking that one as the single. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I was gonna say the I think the hook is what really what really did it for me because I felt like it was like a good sort of indicator of what was coming. And then so there's that song. The next song, um, X A V I E R. That was one of the er that was one of the earlier songs that I wrote. Like that was one of the songs that I wrote sort of at the beginning of me trying to figure out how to even like write lyrics in the way that I wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. And I worked on that shit. That song in particular, I worked on that like way too fucking much. That was like the 10th beat that I had made, or maybe it was like 13th, something like that. Either way, it was like one of those. And I had edited that beat a shit ton of times. I remember like, for, for some reason, when I was like trying to mix it, it was it seemed like every two seconds there was like something else wrong with it. Because when I was first doing it, I didn't, I had, I was using laptop speakers which I have a shitty laptop. So the laptops usually don't sound that good. And then I was using Apple earbuds, which is like not a very good indicator of what the shit's actually going to sound like. Cause yeah. then I would export it and put it on my phone. I was like, okay, this sounds awful. So let me figure out what I'm doing wrong. And I kept working on it over and over and over again, like EQing the sample, EQing the drums. I would take elements out, add elements, take elements over and over again. I think in my fucking Google drive, I have like 72 different, versions of that one beat that i fucking exported just because i kept working on it over and over again but i think it worked out because that's honestly i feel like i've missed an opportunity by having that be a single but i also just i think it works you know in the context of the record and i really like that song from a lyrical perspective just because with the name itself that was just me sort of inspired by like that was just me on like my mutang shit you know it's like you know like you know everything that they fucking did there was like a backronym to everything they did. It's like Wu Tang. It's like we usually take all niggas' garments and shit like that, and just having like sort of like acronyms for these names that otherwise wouldn't. So I was like, okay, let me come up with something. And I think when I, what really set me when I like came up with that and I showed it to one of my friends, that's kind of where I got a lot more of the inspiration from to sort of finish the record or finish that song. And that's probably one of my favorite songs from like a lyrical perspective and like a rhyming perspective just so, just sort of the shit that i was like the that was like this one of the songs that was like the first song that i had written in full when i was still learning and teaching myself how to write rhymes where i was like yo this i actually like impressed myself i was like yo this is actually fucking sick like this is i would i will i would record this so like there's that song and i feel like it's just like a really cool it was just like a really cool thing. I feel like I really fucked with that song. And I like the way that it came out after, you know, working on it a million and one times. But yeah, if I'm going to be love honest, love that. uh, that's my favorite song off the record. Yeah, it's my favorite song too. I love that shit. So I'm um, just a couple things about the lyrics. Um, you mentioned uh, Stanley Kubrick in that lyric. And mm-hmm. I-, I was curious about your, your rap name. You know, is that where it comes from? I did. It's funny that I referenced that. I mean, partially, yes. Like, part of the reason why I chose that name and why I referenced him in that song, because the song lyric came way before the name. That was, like, the last thing that I did. Okay. But I came up with that just because Stanley, I mean, I fucking, you know, the sh- uh, 
like The Shining is probably my favorite horror movie ever. He directed that. I fucking love Clockwork Orange. So I fucking love that shit. And then I found out that we have the same birthday, which is part of why I put that in there. And it was the fact that it's like, you know, we were both born July 26th, same birthday, directed two of my movies. And I was just reading about like his bio and shit like that. Like I read about it. He was like, yeah, like he was a perfectionist. He would retake scenes over and over again until he felt that they were perfect, which is like kind of the same worth ethic that I had when I was like making the beats and recording the fucking lines. Like when I was recording the songs, I would do lines. I would record the whole thing and then I would do specific lines over and over and over and over again until I felt, yep, this is like good. And, you know, I just fucking, I felt like that sort of worked out. Plus it's, you know, just the fact that he made the song or song, he made the movie uh, 2001 Space Odyssey and one of my favorite hip hop albums and one of my biggest inspirations behind, you know, everything that I fucking do is 2001, the Dr. Dre record. So I felt like that when I think when I like connected all those dots, I was like, that's too good for me to not like use. Plus I also didn't want to make up some shit, have it just be like some generic rap. I wanted it to relate to me straight up. I wanted to incorporate my name into it somehow. And I also wanted it to be, I didn't want it to be like a rap name. Like I felt like I could, yeah, like I didn't, you know, I just X, you know, Kubrick. It just sounds like a name straight up. So I was like, yeah, like, I feel like that works. You know, I'm not putting myself in a box by, like, doing that, especially, you know, since, you know, it's not like the only movies that Stanley Kubrick made were horror movies. So I feel like, you know, I could do a lot sort of with that name. So I felt like it worked out. And I felt it was, like, an original idea as opposed to, you know, just making some up, some, like, generic shit up and just, like, spelling, taking a word and spelling it wrong or something like that, even though I did that for my band. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to do it with this. So, you know. You, you could have ended up with Lil Kubrick or something stupid like that. <laughs> yeah exactly i didn't like i was not trying to like do some shit like that there's like too many every every other day a rapper comes out with like a little or their name sounds like an xbox live gamer tag or something like that I, that's like the opposite of what i wanted to do the name was the, coming up with the name was harder than fucking anything else that i did that was like the hardest part it was harder than rapping it was harder than making beats it was harder than fuck that was like the very last thing i did that was the one thing that prevented me from i had finished the record in like september and I spent like two months just trying to come up with a name. And that was the one that I settled on. So I was like, all right, fucking, that's the one. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I totally get it. I, I can only imagine how hard it is. Cause I, like, I've, I've talked about this before, but just thinking about how when newer bands come out, like so many names have already been taken or used and, mm-hmm. and, and there's constantly new stuff coming out. Uh, and the fact to, or, or the, just the idea of trying to come up with something that sounds original, that sounds cool, that hasn't already been yeah. used. It's just like, yeah, it's, it definitely sounds like, yeah. a, like a headache. Exactly. Like hardcore bands come out every two seconds with like a name that was the name of something that existed like 20 years prior. And it's like, you know, that shit happens so frequently and especially in rap, like you can't get away with some shit like that. Like mm-hmm. it's happened to a, like a little bit, but like that's not something that you can do and really get away with and like especially you know with rap like branding and who you are and your name is like a very important aspect of the music itself because it's like even if the music will speak for you i mean you still need something to attach it to you know what i'm saying like a name and a face so it's like with that it's like a very important aspect so i really wanted to make sure that it was something that i could pick and have that you know have that like stick and sort of be cool cool enough though i wouldn't hate it but like not something that was like gonna make me not stick out a little bit so i feel like it worked like in that regard 
So you referenced a lot of films that Stanley Kubrick has worked on. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on uh, the conspiracy theory that he worked on the moon landing? <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, really? I had no clue that, Yo. I had no clue that, that was a theory. So uh, allegedly, uh, he like dropped some hints in The Shining just to let people know that uh, he did work and like you know it was all staged. It was like the, it's like this whole conspiracy theory. I, if, yeah. you, if you've never um, heard of it, go down a rabbit hole, look into it. It's kind of interesting. I think I'll have to do that. I didn't. I didn't know that was a thing. That's a hilarious thought to think about. Okay. Purely just because knowing Stanley Kubrick. I mean, I imagine people saw 2001 and they were like, oh, my God, like, it's the same. It's the same shit. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if that was part of, like, what sparked that. That's that's funny to think about. <laughs> okay. Like, really. uh, last thing on uh, uh, the track, uh, there's a, a line, a, a couple lines towards the end of the song, uh, which I think are, are super awesome that uh, stick out to me. Uh, hold on. I, I have it pulled up because I don't want to mess, mess up the yeah. lyrics. But, um, yeah. uh, well, uh Okay, I'm I'm sick in the head. I keep a sickle under my bed to make these n words all shrivel with dread. Dude, so sick. Although uh, I love that. I think the sickle thing came from. I think I was just like I think I had run out of like things to because you know I'm not from I'm not a street dude. I'm not from the hood. You know what I'm saying so I would never talk about shooting somebody in my music. I'm never that's never gonna be a thing mm-hmm. that I would do. So I was like, all right, I can feel like with the horror thing, I can sort of take it with that. Uh, like take it sort of and like sort of like make it into like a big into like a big thing but i think uh it came from like on the very first mob deep album the one that they that came out that not a lot of people really acknowledge it was it was the one that came out before the infamous it's called juvenile hell they're on the cover and like i can't remember if it's prodigy or havoc that has like a sickle like they're like sitting on this building in like this black sort of New York night sky. And one of them has like a sickle like on their shoulder. And then in this music video they had from that album called peer pressure, they're like carrying sickles in the music video. So I was like, all right. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's cool. Plus, you know, like sickle, like grim reaper, grim reaper kind of sort of make that reference. Plus I also felt like it was a clever way to sort of flip, keep the rhyme scheme going and sort of flip the word sick. It was like sick in the head sickle like bed shrivel with dread like i could i could keep the rhyme scheme going like with that so i felt like it worked out <laughs> i was gonna yeah i like really like the way that they came, that came out too i really fucked with that one hell yeah yeah, yeah. that's awesome yeah. yeah so uh continuing on from there that was the next song god forgive me that was a song another song that i come up with i came up with sort of late into the creation of the album like the intro and that in this song were like two of the very last things that I had done. Like I had made these songs after we had moved out of my old house. Like a lot of the beats and a lot of the things that I had done were made in the old crib that I lived in before I moved into the new house. And I can't remember. I think I remember the beat specifically being inspired by the song, the enemy by big L with uh, fat Joe, where he, uh, the sample is kind of like atmospheric sort of in a way. And it kind of like has like, this eerie metal melody to it. So I was like, I feel like I could like make something. I was, I don't know. I was just trying to think of something that I can make that was kind of like that. And I sort of was just, I just started going through like horror movie soundtracks and just trying to pick out something that I could make that didn't sound too, didn't sound too like, you know, like shock and terror, but I felt like it sounded eerie enough to where I could make that into 
like a melody sort of that I could loop. And plus uh, with this song, I kind of wanted to make it to where just to sort of break it up where like all my songs have like three verses and like the hooks in between. I just wanted to have a song where I have just like two long verses and just sort of make a shorter one since all of the other songs on the record are like four plus minutes long. So yeah, I just kind of came up with that. And with this one, I just kind of wanted to lean more into the horror, horror elements sort of, and see what kind of like metaphors and punchlines and stuff that I could make based on this. I remember when I first made the beat, I was like, all right, that was like one of the that was like one of the beats where I made it, and I made like the skeleton of it, and I was like, "All right, this is sick!" Like I don't have to do anything else to it, so I just kind of came up with that sort of, and um, yeah, I mean that's kind of how that came along. I felt like it came out really cool, sort of with a track like that, just 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 to do something a little, just to do something a little out out of the box, kind of, you know. You reference Mike Tyson. I, I'm curious, did you <laughs> did you watch him fight uh, last weekend? I didn't. I would have, but I had work the next morning, so I didn't want to stay up until like 1 a.m. But I did. <laughs> I, I felt like I could put that in there, especially after seeing the video of him training where he looked, was like fucking scary as hell, <laughs> even though he's like 54. Plus, I feel like um, I can't remember why Mike Tyson was on my mind at the time. Something else had come out where I was just like, why? something else had come out with him in it. And I was, and I remember people were talking about it on like Twitter or something. I can't remember what it was, but like I just had him on the brain. And especially, you know, whenever people reference, like, you know, whenever people in rap, they reference like uh, athletes or whatever, boxers, you know, you know, you can talk about basketball, you know, somebody has always got to reference Jordan or Shaq or Kobe or like if it's like boxing, it's always like Muhammad Ali or like Mike Tyson. So I feel like I could make that work. Plus, it was another thing that fit with the, uh, with the rhyme scheme that I was um that I was that I had like in that part of the verse, I felt like it worked a lot. For sure. And if I'm gonna be honest, yeah. um, you didn't miss much on, on that fight. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. I mean, I felt like the the fact that Nate Robinson got knocked out kind of overshadowed everything else that happened in the fight. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't see anybody actually talking about like the actual fight itself. Just that people making memes out of it. Yeah, hopefully that guy is doing all right. Because mentally, I'm like, holy shit, that'd be. I'd feel like such a piece of crap seeing like the whole yeah, world. A, and um, granted, that's a risk you take when you step into the ring. But it's just like for everybody just to kind of just meme me like that. Oh god, I can't even imagine what he's going yeah. through. It's already yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot to unpack in that one situation. It's kind of funny to think about. But yeah, hope, hopefully he's doing better. Hopefully the the KO didn't hurt him too bad or anything like that. So, okay. but yeah. And then the next song, Nightmares, I think this is one of my favorite songs on the EP. But this one, I really wanted to just fucking just lean straight full on into the horror, the horror elements and just sort of make a song where I'm just kind of fucking just going and I'm just rhyming. And I'm just fucking going just straight up. And I remember I made like a draft of the beat where the beat was the same kind of, but it had a completely different sample like it had a complete different sample it was in a completely different key i think i can't remember off the top of my head but it had a different sample but the drums and the synths and the melodies were all the same i remember listening to the beat and i was just like this is cool like everything else is cool but like this sample kind of sucks and i that was another example where like i couldn't find anything that i felt was good i couldn't find something that i felt like i could really flip and then i heard this fucking nina simone song 
where I was like, I just need something in a minor key. Just hit me with something with a minor key. And I heard that and I was like, yep, here it is. Here's the fucking, here's the one. This is the one that I've been fucking looking for. And I fucking flipped it and made it crazy. And I was like, yep, here we go. This is the fucking one. And with that one, like I said, this is just, that was a song where I just wanted to just flow and just rhyme and try to go all out with sort of the technical rhyming and just the multi-syllabic shit where I'm just like, you know, in the song, like, I'm like fucking Jekyll and Hyde, regular guy, neck till you die, uh, embedded in mind, and just trying to keep that shit going for as long as I could. I can't remember, I was, I can't remember what song sort of inspired me to do that. I feel like it was an Eminem song. I can't remember, but I was like, yeah, just let me just fucking just make a song where I'm just fucking going crazy sort of over that. And just making something that's really hard hitting, really aggressive, faster than a little faster than some of the other songs and just kind of just go straight up with that one. And that's probably my favorite. That was part of the reason why I chose that one as a single because I was like, for one, it's late in the record. And for two, I just fucking, I just love that song and the way that it came out. So that's one of my favorite. Especially, I love the way the drums sound. But yeah, that's one of my favorite tracks that I did on that shit. I fucking love that shit. Yeah, if you look at the and, the, the, the lyrics, they're you know pretty brutal. And I'm, yeah. and I, I think it's I'm funny that you mentioned that Jekyll and Hyde line because I was actually going to bring that up because you think uh, you, you go you know fuck Jekyll and Hyde. I'm just a regular guy with a yeah. minor desire for wringing your neck till you die. That's <laughs> that's just uh, you know to, to me I'm like okay that that's that sounds so real because uh, you know you, th- you think about it you know people kill each other like every day over some dumb shit they don't need yeah. to you know. Uh, transform to this evil being it's like yeah it's normal ass people that you would not expect yeah. you know in these crazy murders so i'm like looking at that line i'm like god oh, that's so insane yeah and i was like that was yeah that was another example where it's like i wrote that and i like impressed myself i was like oh fuck like i came i was like i came up with that like this is something that i wrote like this is like okay that's fucking sick like i love like that verse i just loved like a lot of the fucking the the lines that i come up with and sort of the rhyme schemes that i was that i managed to come come up with and sort of keep going for like extended period of times like the flow sort of was like non-stop and just sort of doing shit like that and making references to like movies and stuff like that like it came out the lyrics came out really really fucking good i think that's probably like my best uh well no i lied um that's probably like my second best lyrical performance on the record but yeah i fuck, I, I love that fucking song i can't like gush over it enough you mentioned earlier that, that you're you know never gonna um, rap about shooting people because you're not from the hood um and all yeah. and obviously like you know like a lot of popular rap always people talking about um you know money jewelry um fucking yeah. bitches and, and all that stuff um it was that important for you to to stay true to who you are and not rap about that fake stuff because you look at the person like um little tecca he, he I, I enjoy his music but um he's yeah. openly said like hey like i i'm just lying in my raps this is just uh you know stuff that i'm rapping because it sounds good like i'm not really out here with these twin glocks you know making people dance yeah. so i I'm just curious. Um, is that important for you to just stay true to who you are with um, your lyrics? Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Because well, specifically with the horror, the horror with the horror lyrics, it was just very indicative. I was just super inspired by my influences in particular, like which is part of the reason why I wanted to make horror, make the sort of the record kind of horror themed. Because I also felt like it gave me, um, like when I was practicing writing lyrics, and I was just trying to. Because when I would, when I was practicing learning how to rhyme, 
and learning how to rap and write lyrics, I would like pick a topic and then try to write on that topic. And at the time, I found that I had just this spark for just writing about horror shit. I felt like I could like just sort of go crazy with the creativity with that and sort of come up with different kind of metaphors for shit like that, but also sort of have it be this like bigger thing where it's like, it's not supposed to be taken at face value. There's like a bigger play here at, at work sort of. And like I was saying earlier, I was kind of inspired by like my biggest influences, like DMX on his early shit. You know, he was doing stuff like that. Like he was talking about, you know, shooting people, shooting niggas and shit like that. And like, you know, just like hood shit. But he would also talk about, you know, He's talking about, you know, surgery with the chainsaw, like that's the, that type of shit, you know, shit like very much, you know, horror inspired sort of. It's like kind of crazy. And then, you know, Eminem with a lot of his early raps with the early shit that he was doing was like, you know, very horror inspired and very violent, like relapse, stuff like that. And like Big L on his songs, sort of D12, um, like Grave Diggers, Pharaoh Mach, especially that kind of thing, because it was like. I wanted to, you know, make it a hardcore hip hop album or, you know, whatever, but I didn't want to, yeah. Like I was like, I'm not going to write about ops that I don't have. I'm not going to write about spinning the block, nothing like that. I've never done shit like that. That's not the life that I live. And, you know, I'm not going to talk about, you know, sell, I, I don't do drugs. I don't sell drugs. You know, I don't have, I'm not rich. I don't have, I don't have a million chains on. I don't have this. I don't have that. I'm not going to write about some shit that I don't have. Cause it's like, I would rather just at least, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not out here murdering people in like a horror movie esque way, but like, that's like a completely different thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want to write some shit that was like truly, it, was, it partially came from the fact that it's like, there's people out here that really truly go through that kind of shit every day. There are people that have to do that kind of shit to survive. You know what I'm saying? They have to, fucking leave the house with a, four, with a 45 tucked in their waistband because they don't know what the fuck's gonna happen i don't want to fucking try and like personify and glorify this thing that i don't know any that i that i you know don't live and shit like that and you know and it just kind of came from yeah i mean that was part of the reason and especially with my newer stuff sort of the kind of it leans away from the horror shit and gets a lot more um it's like very more personal to sort of like me and just like that kind of shit. But yeah, I mean, the big thing was just sort of making shit that I felt like I could, I could speak on and that I could relate to and like, well, not relate to, but just like shit that's like representative of the kind of hip hop that I like sort of, cause you know, obviously it's, you know, it's a trend for rappers to lie in their music and that's been a thing for fucking ever, but I just didn't want to, I didn't want to do it to that kind of degree sort of where I'm talking about shit like that talking i'm like a drug kingpin or anything like that i'm not gonna talk about shit like that because that's just you know especially considering the fact that like you know i'm coming you know people fucking i'm putting it out putting it out there in into the hardcore scene people know me people know who i am people know the fucking life that i live they know that i if i was if i started lying in my music (laughs) somebody would say something i'm not gonna fucking do that because i can't so i'm like you know you know i'm not gonna fucking do that can i tell you a, a quick dmx story yeah, 100%. Okay, so last year I was at Coachella uh, with my uh, really good friend Nate. Shout out Nate. He he got me in. He always gets me in. Uh, we were yeah. we, we were um, going in through the artist entrance, and there was uh, two lanes for security. Um, left lane was jam-packed. There, there was all these uh, dudes, like big dudes, you know, obviously like uh, getting checked. 
And then um, the right lane was open. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to go through this side. I'm going to just get in. We got places to be. So I'm the first one through the turnstile, you know, go, yeah. th- go through the metal detector, whatever. And right as I walk through it, um, there's like this giant dude just standing right there. And I kind of look at him and instantly I realize like, holy shit, that's a DMX. But like, but I had to like play it like cool, you know, because I didn't want to like right. freak out and be like, holy shit, it's DMX and like make a big deal. Because back when, when you're back there with the artists and stuff, you, you got to, you know, just it's everybody's just normal, whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah, you got to be so, lucky. So I, I, I like kind of like looked at him and in my mind, I'm like freaking out. So like we, um, you know, uh, crossed the street, whatever. And um, it was like me, Nate, uh, his, his uh, girlfriend at the time and, and his mom. And I'm like, yo, did you yeah. guys see who that was? And they're like, no, who was that? And I'm like, dude, that was fucking DMX. And that's when I was freaking out when we were across the street, you know, uh, away from them. And they were freaking out. They're like, what the hell? Like that was DMX. And uh, and it was crazy because he, he was there uh, because he uh, um, was uh, going to do the uh, service for um, uh, Connie West Sunday service. So like the next morning because yeah, yeah. that was on a saturday then um the next morning sunday um he was there at the service like prayed over everybody and i was like this is insane i was yeah. like I, I was freaking out because like i'd never That's seen him in person saying. and i didn't right. realize he was that tall it, it was a trip yeah fucking yeah <laughs> i would fucking love to even you know even though he's like even in his like in 50s i would still love to go see dmx live if i ever got the chance to see him i would know what i would do if i ever saw any of the rappers i was inspired by like in real life i'd probably flip the fuck out to be perfectly honest <laughs> so that's sick as fuck yeah I, I had cool. to hold it in because because uh, i was tripping out because <laughs> dude like when i was younger and like seeing him on mtv uh you know bt yeah. and even like those crazy videos of him um you know like it's the memes like oh here's dmx playing in front of half the world and yeah. it's like holy shit to think that yeah. there was that many people like you know at that show is fucking crazy and yeah. obviously it was like a fest yeah. but just to have that many people in front of you to right. perform it's it's insane to think about exactly it's like you just you see these people you know they're just like you see them as like large they're just regular ass people but you kind of see them larger and as larger than life considering their impact you know their record sales like i couldn't imagine like i don't like i don't know where the where the fuck my this is gonna go in a few years i don't know what could have it was like i couldn't imagine you know, selling like a million plus records, you know, like having a, that many people buy your shit. You know what I'm saying? That's fucking crazy. Especially like back in the day when people actually had to go out and actively like get CDs to be able to even hear your fucking music at all. Like that shit. It's just fucking crazy. Speaking of CDs, yeah. I purchased one of your CDs and that, that's rare oh, yes. for me to do. Because uh, um, th- there's like these instances where I um, I don't really collect vinyl. There, there's some bands that, that I collect that I have, but yeah. for, for the most part, I try to hold out, and uh, I'd rather like purchase like um, like a, sh- a t-shirt or a hat or whatever, something else, something yeah. that, that I know that I'll actually use. Um, but in this yeah. case, I was like. Uh, I, I saw the the CDs went out. I'm like, I was like, I need to have that in my collection because like that's how much like I like you know support what you do and fuck with the music. I I fucking pre-ordered a CD. Um, Thank you so much. I appreciate that shit. I didn't, I didn't, I real, I didn't even get that far ahead. I didn't think I was gonna make any. I didn't think that people would give a shit for the for first and foremost, <laughs> let alone make CDs. I hadn't even thought that far ahead, but like a fucking like the first song came out and like people were really fucking with it and then i made tapes and i was like all right and then like fucking my boy like uh bob bob wilson you know it was like you know song in like knots of the palace and like beware let down all that he made the tapes and then my friend my homeboy carter who plays drums and payback and he does like from within records he was like yo like you want to do cds like it was like the day like before i put it out i was like yeah fuck it like you know because just you know just because i've never for as long as I've been playing music, I don't really have 
that many I've never really had that many of the shit that I've done pressed to a physical form like up until you know as of as of right now I've still never had a record I've done I've never done an actual like vinyl record for any of the bands that I've been in I've done like tapes I've I've, I've never really done like like physical shit for my music in general really so it was just really cool and I just I I didn't think that people were even gonna buy it so I was like I didn't think that far ahead so when you did the CDs I was like all right fuck yeah you know that's sick yeah, but I appreciate you fucking buying one, yeah, for real. Hell yeah, no problem. I'm, to me. I'm happy to to support, but I'm I I know that the first run of tape sold out, and then you guys did a second run. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't remember. I think there were like a couple left or something like that. But it, just the fact that people even bought them at all is still crazy mm. to me. Like I didn't think people were gonna like that much. I actually find it kind of uh, kind of surprising that you didn't have this kind of stuff set in place because obviously uh you're you're gonna do the music and um you weren't sure where right. it was gonna go but um obviously yeah. I, I i know you're you're connected to, to people like bob wilson uh carl yeah. holmes um so i i just thought it was like a no-brainer i like i didn't even think yeah. that this was all like a last minute thing I, I thought this was always like all in the plans to have that stuff come no, out. Not, not even just because i mean the fact that you know like i said like the fact that i was putting out a rap record into the world of Hardcore, like if if I could be like totally honest with you, if I were to go up to like ten people involved in hardcore and ask them what their favorite hip hop record is, I guarantee you probably five of them won't be able to give me an answer, <laughs> and the other five of them will all have different shit. Like, so I didn't think that people were even gonna. I figured, you know, my closest friends would be like, "Yeah, that's sick," you know, that's cool, and they like share it or whatever. I didn't think people were actually gonna fucking like it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you know, even with this first, I'm still trying to figure out how to promote it beyond hardcore into like you know actual you know hip-hop spaces and shit like that so it's like it's been a big thing sort of kind of figuring that out but i think it's i think yeah i straight up didn't have that in place at all i wasn't even thinking about that especially i didn't even think i was going to put it on like spotify or anything like that just because you know i had like samples in it you know i'm not on a major label i'm not rich i samples are not cleared (laughs) but i didn't think i was going to think about i didn't think that was gonna even be a thing but yeah fucking came together you know for like my first ep it's not like you know it's not like i'm shipping a million copies or anything like that so like but it was still cool that i got to do it so yeah it was really really sick um i think they come sometime in the next couple of weeks or something like that but yeah i'm stoked to like actually hold it in my hand that's gonna be really sick yeah i actually have to get in touch with carter because i moved since i i've ordered it so i gotta make sure to give him my updated address so i can actually get it Oh yeah, definitely. Um, okay, you mentioned Spotify. I didn't even think about that because okay, I I upload my podcast to Spotify. I have copyrighted music yeah. in my intro and outro by like you know like yeah. like famous artists, uh, and I've right. never um, had any issues. So I'm I'm curious, is it different um, when you're actually doing music? Because I because I know it's like two different things, like podcast yeah. versus music on Spotify. Right. Well, I mean, I just I mean the whole thing about that was the fact that, um, I mean you know when you sample in hip-hop when you sample a song you have to get in touch you know if you're making like a record you know if you're like an underground artist you're like a new artist i realize it doesn't fucking matter you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but you know if you have a song you're making money off of that song it has a sample you have to get in touch with the people who originally like published i think it's who published the song or who has the rights to it to be able to get the rights to use it in the sample mm-hmm. you know fucking every every you know, many, 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 many rappers and producers have gotten sued for uncleared samples. That's yes. what happened to Pharaoh Munch. 
that happened to Dr. Dre a couple times. That happened to, um, like it's happened a few times, but it's like, I didn't, yeah, I didn't think I wanted to put it out there for free, but you know, in the current day and age, there's not really a place for rappers to be able to upload free music and have it sort of get a lot of attention. Like SoundCloud is not what it used to be a few years ago. There's no, people don't use that piff like that anymore. Like they haven't done that in a while. So was, I was like, all right, like, you know, they'll just put it on Spotify. And people were just like, people were like, yo, like the amount of money it would take to be able to sue you for using an uncleared sample would be worth more than what they would even be getting out of it. Somebody was like, if you get sued for something like that, that means that you are making enough money to be able to actually like to, for them to have a reason to come after you. So it was like, if you ever get sued, that just means that you made it. So I was like, all right, take that. We'll <laughs> take that advice. Just fucking put that shit out there. Plus, you know, in this day and age, you know, it's hard enough trying to promote music as it is. So for, you know, do what I could to um, get it out there as much as I possibly could. So, yeah. Yeah, well, a good move. Um, I, I appreciate that it's on, uh, you know, Bandcamp, Spotify, and everything else. Uh, yeah. I, I like that it's in multiple places and easy for people to get to because obviously everybody, not everybody's on the same platform. So right, right, right. That was exactly the plan. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So getting back, track number six. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah. All right. So which uh, you know, is? Oh no, you're fine. Which is like, uh, which is heavy because obviously, um, I, I know I, I was reading the, the the tweet that oh, I think he left. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I, I feel like when you touched your your AirPod, you quit the meeting. Oh shit, my bad. <laughs> All right, <laughs> no, All right getting back to yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I, I was just saying, uh, you know, uh, track six. Uh, I, I know I, I read the the tweet that you you put out um, for that track, and uh, there's no um, real hook for it. It's just uh, you know just the the, the long um, verse, and you wanted it to to be more of a statement than a song. So yeah. I, I was curious if you can break that down because there's a lot. Because if, if you, know, you yeah look at the lyrics, there's there's a lot of content there. Yeah. So it's like, I kind of, like I said, when I was like teaching myself how to rhyme and like write and stuff like that, I was picking topics to write about because I was like part of my practice. I was like, all right, pick a topic, write something, write like a song out of that. So I was like, all right, I can speak on this. You know what I'm saying? Fucking police brutality and racial injustice, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I, people that look like me, that shit happens to them all the fuck time. So I was like, all right, let me start writing this. And I started writing it. <clears throat> But I kind of like stopped and was working on other shit to keep practicing. But then fucking George Floyd gets killed. And that whole, like every, the aftermath of that just fucking like, just just fucking weighed on me just hard. So I was, and I just took that. I was like, all right, I just took that and just got the inspiration to sort of just keep writing it and just sort of keep going with that. I was just talking about just, just trying to cover like a bunch of different topics, like in, uh, in general. I mean, part of the the intention behind the way that the song is structured was partially because I just wanted to have a song where I was just rapping. Like, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like every I feel like every fucking rapper has like a song like that, where there's no hook or anything. It's just like a long verse or anything or something like that. They're just kind of just fucking going, you know what I'm saying? They're just kind of like flowing and sort of going with the flow of things. And that was kind of part of what inspired it. You know, like fucking um, When the Music Stops by B12. It's like off of the Eminem show. It's just like five consecutive verses. Griselda does that. It's just verse after verse after verse. So I kind of just sort of took that same, um, same 
uh, mindset, like mindset and sort of intention. I kind of just made that into the thing. And yeah, I was just like, I don't want to make this into like, I just wanted to just sort of lay it all out and just sort of just fucking like bless that shit off of my chest. And that song was, <laughs> that was probably the, that was the last song that I did purely just because I knew I was like, all right, if this is just one big long verse, I can't break this up. So I was like, all right, I have to, I just felt like I were, I'd like wrapped most of the fucking song, but it's like, of course I had to like, you know, sort of piece parts of it together, but I, I fucking, I feel like I made it work, but yeah, that was just kind of, like I said, I got inspiration after all that happened. I was like, I need to, and like Breonna Taylor getting killed and just like everybody else that got caught in like the crossfire and the aftermath of what happened. I was like, I need to make something out of this. Plus it also, I wanted to, was part of that was sort of preview was like, okay, like, like I'm not just like the, the only thing I can, this isn't like horror shit. Isn't the only thing I can write about. Like I, I have so much shit to talk about. And it was like, I just laid that out like that. And I felt like, you know, I couldn't put that song at the, the way that it's structured. I couldn't put that towards the beginning of the record, like at all. I wanted to have that sort of, sort of at the end that way, you know, people are like listening to it. And I just made that, yeah, just kind of made it sort of like that. And that was just kind of how that sort of came together. And um, I think I made a couple different versions of the beat before I landed on like the the one that I ended up using. But I felt like it was like, it worked well enough to where I could sort of just just rap and just not even think about it. So I was like, yeah, just kind of go off, going off that with that. Yeah, it, it was cool to, to see you to be able to kind of talk about some real stuff that going on in the world. Because uh, obviously going through that uh, that whole time period and, and even still just uh, dealing with stuff that's going on today, it's still you know fucked up yeah. and uh, you know people uh, we're also trying to constantly do what we can to help make positive change. Um, yeah, obviously uh, most of us uh, uh, voted and uh, you know took some steps up there, and obviously right. we still got a lot of work to do. So <laughs> when I read those lyrics, right. and obviously it's like super deep stuff. I, I, yeah. I appreciate you like willing to talk about the, that stuff on record because. Sometimes people, um, you know, online warriors and stuff, uh, or just don't really mean what they say online. So the fact that you're you're, you're willing to, to put it down on wax uh, is uh, really important to me. So I, I I appreciate that and just being able to just kind of open up people's eyes, like holy, shit, you know, like hey, like this should yeah. uh, all this crazy shit happen. Like you know, don't uh, you know turn a blind eye to it just because um, you know it it seems like it, it happened so long ago. Obviously, this has like been a, a whole like weird year but that stuff is like you know still uh, prominent and um, pretty important like those movements and all the the um, donation money to those funds like uh, that stuff's still out there um, just because yeah like i said just because it was a couple months ago it doesn't mean like it's in the past like that stuff's still relevant today yeah, exactly and this is like <clears throat> you know especially you know you know speaking as a black man in america you know what i'm saying that it's like it you know it's, it's different when you're you're seeing somebody you know, like, and like, you know, this isn't like to 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 talk down on like, you know, my white friends or anybody else that like sees this shit happening. But it's like, obviously, you know, when you see somebody the same hue as you, somebody that could very well be one of your relatives, and that shit happens all the fucking time. That's a lot of pain to carry. You know what I'm saying? And just the fact that it's like so. I mean, that was part of like what inspired us, inspired me to do it. There's like, there's like so many different structures and power thing like power structures and things set in place in the 
country specifically that are just built against black people and just the fact that it's like every single day like i remember fucking being in high school and not fully understanding it until like i continued to grow and i continued to see shit like that happen you know what i'm saying well, like when i saw fucking when the Tra- when trayvon martin got shot in 2012 i was like 15 you know and at the time i didn't i didn't understand the implications fully of like what he did you know what i'm saying because i was like he's like yeah shot like what what you know like what what the fuck happened like what you know so you know i'm 15 i'm stupid so it's like i didn't understand the implications of that and then it's like you see that shit happen all the time and then you know you get you really get you know hit to the fact that it's like oh yeah like so many different things in the country are made to work against black people whether it be like the mistreatment of black people in like hospitals or the fact that it's like like education stuff like you know shit that like you don't realize until you actually go out there and like get that information for yourself or like having me tell you that like fucking redlining and like stuff like that and the fact that it's just it, there's just so many things it's like i feel like i, I need to like I was like, I can't, I was like, I can't make a whole, like, like, like I was saying earlier, like, you know, the fact I wanted to sing in a band for the longest because I wanted to be able to use my voice to express my fucking feelings on shit. And I felt like I can't make a whole record where I don't talk about this because this is the kind of shit that's happening to motherfuckers that look like me on the fucking daily. And that could very well, you know, be me or anybody else that I'm, anybody else that I know. So I was like, this needs to, like, I thought I need to fucking say this this is something i need to put out there i'm not trying to make this into a catchy song that you can sing along to really this is just me sort of just laying out how the fuck i feel about this kind of shit and just like the anger the in the fucking the sadness that kind of comes with it sort of you know to, to get real heavy for a second like it's a lot to fucking it's a lot to digest it's a lot to swallow but it's like it's like the fucking you know it's some shit that's like it's right there front of your face you you gotta fucking look you gotta look at it whether you want to or not you know what i'm saying it's just you know it's crazy the one line that fucks me up uh just like pertaining to the song is uh, you got that line for all i know tomorrow i could die and, yeah. and it's just like damn like especially like you know when you're reading that in the context of the of like the, the, the song it's just like dude like I, that's just so fucked you know because it's, it's true, true. And yeah. it's like yeah that's like i mean even you know tomorrow i could and, and, you know, just, you know, in general, like, you know, anybody can fucking, you don't know when, you know, you don't know when you're going to die. You can fucking get into a car crash tomorrow and die. You can fucking fall down the stairs. But it's like you couple that, but then you put that in the context of, of like the fucking, you know, like everything that was happening around that time. And it's just like, for all, I could go to these protests and catch a fucking you know catch a bullet to my back or multiple bullets i could fucking get pulled over and you know that day i just happened to catch the cop that has like in like a superiority complex and is like really trigger happy it's like you don't know what the you don't know when that could happen you know what i'm saying i guarantee i i bet you george floyd didn't know that shit was gonna happen to him brianna taylor didn't know that she was you know she was fucking you know in her house sleep when the fucking cops just started busting in there and just started shooting, you know, Trayvon Martin was just walking home. Like, you don't know when that shit, that shit could very well happen to me. That could very well happen to any, like anybody that I know. And you don't know when that shit's coming. Like, death is all, it's around the corner all the time regardless. But it's just really, 
it, 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 it's crazier to think about when you put it into that context and into that light sort of like, it's just, it's just a lot to sort of think about when you put it into that perspective, sort of hundred percent. So anybody who's listening, like I, I highly recommend head over to the band camp and look at those lyrics and uh, read into it because it's heavy stuff. Yeah. That's part of, that's part of why I made the band camp just so I had a place to put the lyrics up. So for people that wanted to read them or whatever, just, I didn't want to have, I didn't want to put out these songs and like, nobody can figure out, nobody can find lyrics to them. So yeah, just put that up there. It's just one, it's a big wall of text, but I feel like anybody that, like you'll be able to pick on that sh- pick up on that shit pretty easily and, you know i wasn't trying to make this some sort of super metaphorical super like i'm telling you something and there's like a hidden meaning behind i was just trying to lay shit straight up like yo this is how fuck this i'm letting you know straight up like fuck this fuck the systems and the powers that causes shit like this to happen all the fucking time you know what i'm saying like I was just that song in particular, you know, you know, the one song that inspired that a lot was when will we shoot? When will they shoot by Ice Cube off of his uh, third solo album, The Predator, where it's like it's the first song and he's kind of talking about the same thing sort of. And it's just like just one big verse. It was just a big I remember listening to that song just over and fucking over and over and over again, just like fucking just just angry. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I just wanted to make, I wanted to make something where it's like, yeah, like for one, Hey, I'm, I can't, or I can talk about more shit than just, you know, I have actual shit on my chest that I can get off in these fucking rhymes. And it's like, too, I just wanted to make something to where it's like, I can't not speak on this, especially when like, this is something that happens to people like me fucking like on the regular. So yeah, that's kind of like the gist with that song. And I fucking found like the Malcolm X clip sort of after I made, or no, it was slightly, it was after I made the beat before I laid the vocals. And I was like, I have to fucking keep that in there. I have to like make something out of this. So yeah, just wanted to make something that was just really visceral and just really angry sort of. And the last track on the record, it's titled Happy Thoughts, but (laughs) uh, (laughs) it's like not so happy. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was part of, um, I mean, that was kind of part of the, why i sort of did it like that sort of like something to cap off the record where i'm like keeping the sort of dark uh content and like the the ideas going uh sort of but it's like i kind of flip it on its head a little bit you know like you know i you listen to this whole album where i'm talking about fucking like stabbing people to death and whatever and i get to the last song and i'm talking about like like fucking he's like yeah don't like don't take my shit serious i just write about this kind of shit because that's how that's that's how i feel or like that's the kind of shit that be going on in my head sometimes and like that kind of thing because i mean the whole i mean part of what the whole project and sort of everything that i did i mean part of the reason why i started doing this in the first place was just because i was fucking depressed you know what i'm saying like the first two weeks of quarantine were okay and then after that i was just like this fucking sucks I would just felt like shit. I was like fucking depressed as fuck. And part of the reason why I just, I chose to start rapping was because I was like, you know, if I want to, you know, like I said, like there's an immediate stigma. I feel like to telling people that you rap. So I was like, all right, I need to take, if I want to be good at this, I need to take this shit really fucking seriously. I need to fucking practice all the time. 
it was a way for me to distract myself because I would be like, you don't have time. You don't have time to fucking sit around and mope and be fucking sad and sulk or whatever the fucking lay in bed. You have to fucking write the 16. You have to go into your car and f- try and freestyle for half an hour. You have to study words that rhyme together. You have to make this beat. You have to do this, that, and the other thing. And that's part of what sort of spawns sort of the 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 reason why it's part of why it's so dark mainly just because i like that kind of shit anyway but just the fact that it's like this is just i mean i was coming from a dark place with a lot of the stuff that i was doing that was kind of part of the point of the song was like oh yeah you just have to (laughs) like i'm talking about all this shit it's like oh yeah you really just you just have to think people just say you just have to stay positive and just like think like you People, I can't remember what the saying is. It's like you think like what you are, some bullshit like that. But it's like sort of kind of like that. That was kind of the inspiration behind the song. And just the fact that I just wanted to sort of make things where I was, that was the one song where I felt like with the horror elements, I kind of let, I was like leaning into it, but it was less, it was more like, like, hey, like, not like a joke, but I'm just like, yeah, like I'm telling, I'm saying this shit because it's like, I fucking, you know, that's the kind of shit that I think about sometimes whenever I think about writing. So that's just kind of where that came from, sort of. That was part of the reason why I named that song that and just kind of, that's kind of where the a lot of the inspiration for it came from. So we're one month out <clears throat> since the record has uh, been released. Obviously, still in the pandemic, can't really do too yeah. much. But uh, is this something um, where you want to kind of take the next step where when available, you want to do live shows? Is that even a thing in your area? Like, is there like a rap scene or are you going to be playing with like hardcore bands? I'm curious, like what um, your vision is, like if for uh, this project in the future. I mean, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, I mean, I definitely want I definitely want to perform, obviously. You know what I'm saying? I don't know where wherever I can fucking like get an opportunity to do that just sort of if i could put like whatever i can do to like sort of put myself out there a lot more because you know like i was saying earlier like part like part of the basis for this project was to sort of put myself out there and to sort of get my feet wet with a lot of things it's like no i made all this shit while i was still teaching myself how to do it you know like every beat was like a sample and drums, but then like every other instrument was like a stock Ableton instrument. And I purposely did that to teach myself more about the ins and outs of how to use it and shit like that. And I was like, I chose these songs because I felt like, okay, like this is me teaching myself how to rhyme, how to form rhyme schemes, how to flow this, that, and the other thing. And just shit like that. And it's like, and just to put myself out there, figure out, all right, how do I promote this? How do I put this out here? Like what kind of, shit can i get away with sort of so it's like with this with this project you know i mean obviously we keep you know it's been out it's like i definitely plan on like performing and shit like that and you know i'm gonna have my i have plans to have my next ep out by like the spring probably so it's like just sort of keep it just keeping that momentum going sort of especially you know you know coming from you know, in hip hop, it's a completely different world, especially with the way that the internet works and the way that the internet moves and the way that you try to put music out there in general. Like, it's a completely different world. So, um, I'm using this record as more. It's a. It's like a big sort of. It's like a. It's like a step 
it's like a step up to try and figure out going from nothing to something and then figuring out how to take that something and actually make it into something else. Sort of, if that makes sense. You, you know what I mean? hundred percent. I have a show yeah. idea for you. Hmm. What, was, what okay. was that? Okay. Here's a, uh, just, just hear me out. Okay. Uh, here's the show. We got uh, <laughs> Jedi mind tricks at the, at the top and then going yeah. down, we'll have incendiary, Trinidad James, Pillars of Ivory, X Kubrick. Yeah, I fuck. I'll do that. I would play a hard. I'd play a hardcore show. I don't even care if people stood around and like just looked at me like they didn't know what was going on. I'd fucking do that shit. I'd fucking do it like that was the last show that I was ever gonna play. Just because that's the fucking you know that's the mindset I have even when I'm playing and like all of my every band that I've ever been in. But it's like yeah, I'd, I'd still I'd do some shit like that a hundred percent. Yeah, like whenever. I don't know when shows are going to come back. So, I mean, I guess I'll, I mean, obviously, you know, people have projections and shit like that, but it's like, you know, it's not like anything set in stone. It's not like we have any real way of knowing. So true. my goal, yeah, just, just sort of just keep going that way. By the time shows do come back, I'll have shit to sort of like, I'll have sort of more, I'll have a bigger platform to sort of go off of sort of, but yeah, I mean, I definitely plan on doing shit like that and just trying to just do whatever I can to just sort of push that shit out farther into the ether, farther outside of like, um, just like, you know, hardcore and just shit like that. And just trying to keep that shit going really. And I'm curious as far as um, your area, is is there like a, a, like a big scene for the type of music that you're doing? I mean, maybe in Philly to a point, I mean, I I don't in Delaware, not really in Delaware, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> like Delaware is already small enough as it is. That's not really a thing. Uh, I mean, if well, all right, I shouldn't say that. If it is a thing, I'm not fully immersed in it and or aware of it. So it's like I know in Philly that's more of a thing. So it's just a matter of sort of. I feel like with the with putting myself out there with more like music and stuff like that, I'll be able to sort of help get my foot into the door of like these kinds of spaces and like these kinds of places and you know, shit like that. Oh yeah. Well, I, yeah. like I said, I'm into the music. Uh, you know, I support what you're doing in that space and, and I hope, you know, that you have a bright future in it and you do continue yeah. to stick to it and, you know, see success and doing actually doing shows and putting out more music. Of course. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. Uh, we covered uh, X Kubrick, which I'm, I'm very stoked about. I was really happy to hear about it in depth. But I'm, I'm curious about other aspects, other aspects of your yeah. life. Uh, yeah, you still in school? You're still uh, taking care of that? Yeah, I'm very close to graduating. Actually, after the semester, I have to take like after the semester, I'll have my degree requirements done. But then I have to take like a couple more classes just to meet like the credit requirement needed to graduate. So I'm doing okay. that in the winter. Then after that, I'll be fucking like done with. I'll finally be fucking done. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, a, yeah, awesome. like a year and a half late, but like, I'll fucking, I'll take it. Fuck I don't it. Even care. Hell yeah. I, I'm, you know, yeah. like, obviously, like, I just talking um, to you, um, I, you know, I, I knew that you were in school, so I'm happy to hear that you, you know, you stuck with it and yeah. you're like right there about to finish. So that's cool to hear. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Obviously, uh, we mentioned Simulacra. Uh, you guys yeah. were on the um, One Scene Unity comp. You had the, the track Fury, which was super sick. Yeah. Really, um, Thank you. Really into that one. Uh, and I, I know a couple of weeks ago, or maybe a month or two, I can't remember. Time's weird. I had uh, you know uh, Dominic on the podcast, and um, yeah, we we talked, and he mentioned that uh, there was going to be uh, you guys were going to start recording really soon, and that was like a couple of months ago. It, has there been any progress on that front with new music from Simulacra? 
yeah, yeah. Like at this point, <clears throat> I mean, we're gonna meet up. I think like maybe one more time. Like we have the songs written for what we're doing. We're gonna like meet up one more time to get like the full, just to make sure that like there's nothing else for us to tweak, sort of. Uh-huh. And then we have plans to like record in January and just sort of um do more sort of like with what we got going on like i'm it's like uh don't want to i mean it's not like i have a reason to keep shit low-key but it's also just like trying to you know like with this one it was like we have the comp song so it's like we kind of have at least a little something in the interim like i said the ep idea that we originally had was supposed to be in september and now it's like it took us a little while to write fully for us to come back and fully regroup and like finish writing the record but i think it the songs that we have are like really i've really fuck i I think they're fucking great i fucking love them so i'm stoked to finally have that come to fruition especially since you know obviously there's no shows so it's like there's not a whole lot that we could have done really so i'm very glad that that's going to be a thing pretty soon so yeah we're gonna be in the next couple of months we'll like you know people should keep their people should keep their ears and eyes out for you know some little something you know okay so um for for the people um uh listening um, we're actually on uh camera right now so i can see behind you uh there's a um plead your case poster uh but i'm but i'm curious um will your next release be with them um eh, probably not just because it's not like there's any beef or anything like that i'm just not sure i'm not sure if pleads your case is going to be continuing i'm not 100 percent sure so don't quote me on that um but i think we're still trying to figure well i mean we, we can't we have something sort of like in line i just don't i didn't want to put that out there with just yet without you know having actual music to sort of back it up but i mean we'll, pe- pe- people will see like in the next couple of months so it's like i won't i won't speak on it too much but yeah. for sure and I, I i can't uh do this podcast with you and not bring up fya obviously uh you and i we we, we did the podcast before fya we did it like a long time ago but then yeah. um i i went out to fya and i met a lot of people there and i, I honestly like i was nervous i wasn't sure what people's reactions were going to be like if they were going to be cool in person or, or whack or right. you know or right. you know, cool guy whatever um but right. I, I remember um there was a point where um i, I can't remember um, if you were on stage or if you were off stage or whatever um but you were like pointing at me and like, I didn't think you're pointing at me. Cause it's like, uh, you know, I, I didn't think you actually recognized that it was me just cause I, you know, I'm just a yeah. normal guy, whatever. But then you were just like pointing at me like, right. Oh shit. Like you are pointing at me. And I just said like, like what's up. And then like, obviously like we, we talked after your set and it, yeah. it was cool to, to meet you in person. And you know, it, it was super chill. And I was stoked to see how crazy it was for, um, Simi Lockers. I was, cause that was the first time I ever saw you guys yeah. live. So when I saw that shit yeah. pop off, I was like, Holy shit, this is like, like obviously like the record's awesome, but this live experience, seeing kids go off and you guys like sounding super tight live. I was like, this is crazy. Right. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And yeah, I mean, I mean, I fucking, I, I love meeting new people. I don't give a fuck. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to front. Like I'm too cool to fucking be your friend or whatever. Like you don't like, I'm not that kind of person. Like I fucking love meeting new people. I love talking to people, whatever. And then it's like, as far as set, like, yeah, I mean, that was fucking completely unexpected. I wasn't sure what to think. I, I mean, I will the uh, Vicious Embrace played uh, LDB the year before, but it's like, I hadn't really played uh, that many. I hadn't played FYA in like two years and I was like the new venue. So I wasn't sure what to expect. 
but like that set was fucking great i really loved like that was really fucking fun and that was that's probably one of my favorite shows or just experiences that i've ever had just like playing um just playing music in general that was fucking great i fucking enjoyed that a lot and i'm glad that people really fucked with it and like when we covered hate breed it was really cool so that was really sick and i'm i appreciate you you know watching us and like fuck them like what we were doing it was really cool one thing that bummed me out was because like I, I didn't really um you know think that uh or i i don't really know uh what merch is gonna pop off but i remember um yeah. your guys's hoodie sold out and i was just like what the hell i was like this is this is crazy because i didn't I, you know obviously I, I i didn't know what was yeah. gonna be like the hot item of the weekend but yeah. uh, i remember when that hoodie sold out i was like damn it like like i should have bought one like, I, I wanted <laughs> one a- but yeah. i never got one that took me completely by surprise. I wasn't expecting because we, I mean, we always do, I mean, the bands that I've been in, we always have done just like limited uh, runs of merch anyway, just because, you know, I mean, it's, you know, when you're a fucking band, like you know, there's no reason to print like a hundred shirts. You're going to have those motherfuckers for forever, but it's like, we didn't make that much merch. Like we had the hoodie and we had the shirt and I think we made 40 of them of each maybe it might have been less and when that shit sold out i was fucking shocked i didn't think that people were gonna fucking like buy them like that like that took me all the way by surprise but it was really fucking sick i was very happy about that that was sick and we had like the tapes <clears throat> we had the tapes for uh tales there and shit like that and people were buying those but that was really fucking sick i'm i'm <laughs> i wish we could have had more because i know people were like looking for them but yeah i mean that was I was really cool. I fucked with that a lot. So that made me really happy too. That was one of the best, cooler parts of the weekend. So yeah. A month later, uh, you guys played LDB and yeah. I, I ordered it somewhere hanging up. Um, and I actually wore it for the first time. I, so I bought the long sleeve from you after LDB cause you guys put them yeah. online. I was like, I have to have one yeah. of those cause I, that should look so sick and red. So I was like, yeah. I need that. And I was saving it. I, I, I was saving for a special occasion and I wore it for the first time the other day on my birthday. I wore it to, um, to California adventure. I, I went there for like lunch. Oh fuck yeah! yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are yeah. Those songs were sick. Those came out. Uh, that was really cool too. LDB was sick too. But yeah, FYI was fucking the shit. And I love, I love, I love, I like the fact that we got to play both like back to back. That was really sick. So, dude, the yeah. only hardcore fest. I appreciate of the year. you buying one. Wait, what did you say? Uh, the only hardcore fest of the year, and you guys played both of them. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. I don't think anybody saw that shit coming, but. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad that I got to do I'm glad that I got to do that before the everything happened. I think I mean LDB might have been the last show that I played or even that might have been the last show that I went to like straight up. Like I feel like um I think I started school like right after LDB. I think I it might have been a little bit later but you know like I started school right around that time. So we were like, "All right, we're back." You know, we're going to fucking, you know, get the right in the record. You know, there obviously wasn't like a shit ton of shows happening where it's like there was one every week or anything like that. We were going to, you know, get right with the record, you know, doing that. I was in school, was trying to fucking do that, working, whatever. And then everything shuts down. So it was like, yeah, I think that might have been like the very last show and show that I went to slash played. So it's kind of sad to think about. And it's also weird to think about that that was this year because the fact that I feel this one year has felt like nine. So, it's yeah, you know. Yeah, it's insane, and we're here. Yeah, we're at the tail crazy. tail end. We're in December, and uh, things aren't looking too bright. Still, uh, I'm out here in California. <laughs> we're on like a crazy lockdown. 
Um, oh my god! But, but I'm hoping you know with these uh, vaccines coming out, and I hope pretty soon things are, are going to start shaping up and things are going to get better, so we can um, open up and people can start working again, start making some money because yeah. the economy going again, and uh, we won't have to mm-hmm. uh, be in this weird uh, darkness, living behind a mask, which uh, yeah. which is crazy. <laughs> Which it's it's so controversial, yeah. but wear your mask. Let's fucking beat this right. shit. Stop being a weirdo. Yeah, <laughs> not nah, dead ass. Like you go fucking do do that shit. It's not hard. It's a piece of cloth. You'll be all right. I've been yeah. I mean, I've been taking full advantage of the time that I've had, like not having shows or anything. It does kind of suck that it's like I'm about to graduate and then it's like we can't even. It's like there's no. I mean, I don't know when shit went how soon it's like it's like we can't tour or anything like that so that mm-hmm. kind of sucks but it's like at least you know be using the free time as best as i can so that i don't like go stir crazy or anything like that but hopefully shit i don't know what to think based on the way the country's been moving but hopefully you know things uh things uh come out for the better overall and like you know like good things happen like in the next few months we get like some positives out of it Hundred percent. Well, damn. Yeah, Xavier, this has been super awesome. I'm, I'm, I, I honestly, I was super happy that you were down to come back on the podcast, and I, I was looking forward yeah. to this because I, I, you know, I, I love hip hop, I love rap, so just I'm being able yeah. to talk to you about it, about your project. Yeah. I, I was like super thankful. Uh, but before we go, is there anything else you want to shout out or plug? Uh, I mean, I mean, I appreciate you having me back on here to even talk about that. Like in general, like I said, I had no expectations, but I mean. I mean, yeah, fucking uh, shout out, <laughs> shout out you, shout out Delaware, shout out, um, yeah, uh, the Simulac record, working on that, it'll come out next year, my second EP, it's a lot better than the first one, I, I swear to God, um, working on that, I'll come out next year, like spring, both probably be out in spring, and um, yeah, thanks again for fucking doing this, let me come back on, I appreciate it a lot. So. Oh, and before we go, if anybody needs artwork, they should hit you up on Instagram, Oh yeah, that too. I was. I have. Um, I did the fucking. I did the, the cover, the back cover, the whole layout for the CDs. I did all that shit. Hit me up on Instagram. My uh, design Instagram is at incarnate three hundred two. It's like the integrity song, but instead of three six five, it's three hundred two. I need to update it. <laughs> I haven't updated it in a minute, but the email is you know fucking you know if you need some shit done, you know I I can do that shit for you. So yeah, but yeah. That karma design is probably something like one of my favorites. <laughs> the, the, the the fucking pen and pixel, the no limit shit. That I, I fucking love the way that came out. Yeah, that was a really sick shirt. I'm glad they let me do that for them. Hell yeah, I fucking love that shirt. But yeah, hundred percent. Seriously. All right. Well, well. Thank you again for coming on. Thank you guys again for tuning in. This has been another episode of the JMRK podcast. Always on top. <laughs>